Welcome to Lean Six Leadership, that is leanwiththenumber6leadership.com, where I discuss ins and outs of quality engineering, management, program, project management, and how to apply it to your life. I am a certified Six Sigma Master Black Belt and a recovering project management professional. I have been in manufacturing in one role or another over the last 20 years. In this episode, we're going to get started in how to get started in manufacturing. So the first part is where to start. Education, kind of an important thing. You, you see, when you're learning the, the ins and outs of how to make this thing work and how to get started in quality management, project management, whatever, uh, you, you're going to want to start out in supposedly in college at least that's what they're what people say well well <clears throat> to continue you're gonna start out preferably in some sort of schooling preferably finish your high school diploma basically be able to follow instructions that kind of thing most people will start out working part-time in a factory somewhere doing something uh, clerking some basic uh, grunt work on a production floor somewhere something basic along those lines you can't really do more than that really that's where you really want to be uh, and, and you want to start out down there on the production floor you want to start out actually doing the job uh, you might or you might go ahead and get into the engineering aspects of it and you go through some sort of engineering program and gets and then you start getting into different kinds of certifications for, for that that's generally where you start I mean that's where I started I started out working uh, on a soldering line slap and paste in a uh, in a um, uh, a, a, a machine in, in Tampa, Florida uh, making a lot of parts very fast in a machine just the way it works out uh, then I got into soldering got certified in soldering and the whole time I was working on my associate's degree in electronics and that's where I was getting into the engineering side of things I got into troubleshoot and repair and got certified in that and then I got into the quality side of things learning the Lean Six Sigma then I learned the project management side of things and I continue on th through me getting a master's in business administration that's kind of the where the background is and kind of where it got started but I was working in different aspects of manufacturing as I was coming up which made it easier for me in my later career to be able to look back and say hey there's a way to do this there's a way to do that gave me all this uh, really good experience on how to do that. So working part-time or working full-time while you're getting your education is, is highly, highly recommended. I, I'm a big, big-time um, fan of that. If you're going to be getting into manufacturing, if you're going to be getting into actually any field, uh, and you're going to be using these, these processes of Lean and Six Sigma and all of that kind of stuff, you you need to get the education. You need to get the certifications. Uh, the institutions are a good place to get going with that. And there's also online stuff uh, where you can get that nowadays. It's all much easier in some cases to do that. Now, my experience, I did St. Petersburg College. I did uh, university. I did um, 
all the way through my master's degree in different fields. Uh, I have a, the science background for my bachelor's degree, uh, learning the engineering side of things as far as electronics is concerned. A big, big, big help, uh, especially where statistics and math is concerned because it's very important, obviously. Then having that background and other things for handling office work and hand, handling the analytical stuff was very important. A uh, big piece would be when I was in the military, in the US military, I was learning analytics and, and big picture and all that stuff because I was fortunate enough that I spent a lot of time in, in military intelligence learning, the, learning that particular craft uh, but that was geared towards electronics, but the just the principles are still the same. It doesn't they don't change regardless, which was a very big benefit to me because that allowed me to do different things that I've, are still sticking with me to this day. Now, where where to get it? What's what schools? Well, the local community colleges. You can go to the big state schools. You can do. There's a lot of different ways of doing it. I was, my, my bachelor's degree was a school that doesn't exist anymore, ITT Tech. They were actually good for, for the electronic stuff for a very long time, but they had their issues on other things. So it is what it is. But my, but my certifications I actually got through St. Petersburg College and it's SYNC tests and all that for the ASQ and whatnot. And I'm, currently in standing to take the Certified Quality Engineer exam. I'm doing that in October of 2021 to date this podcast. So that's coming up real soon. It's going to kind of just put the dot in the eye for what I am already can do kind of thing. That's what that's more about than anything else. Now, why this matters, especially where certifications are concerned why does certification even matter why 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 would we care about certification in the first place well it gives a confidence to the employer or the person hiring you or the uh, organizations that that are going to entrust in you that you've passed a standard that they know ex actually exists. That's the whole point of a, a certification. Is it's a known standard. The tests are well known and understood that acro across the board that it covers the subjects that, that need to be covered. However, don't rest on your laurels that you got the certification because you gotta have experience. That's why with black belt and master black belt programs, especially the ones I went through, there was a requirement to finish a, a project or a number of projects in order to earn the certification in the first place. My black belt, I had earned certification with that nature, and then the master black belt, not so much, but it, it still came out pretty tough. Uh, but I've done many projects since then. I've done some a lot of implementations across large organizations and small for for Lean and Six Sigma. Now, why does that matter? You know, where where are you getting it all getting it all in? Well, schools. Let's talk about schools. There are 
they're good because they're academic, but they're going to be very generalized. They're going to be very, um, they're going to be very non-specific as far as they're going to talk about the different tools. And I'm going to be kind of using the same methodology in the podcasts and the videos is, is talking about the general tools and going forward from there. Uh, being an intern or better yet, having a private organization uh, go through a certification for your organization specifically, uh, that way they can target the tools and target the uh, situations and work the projects where you work, which is a much better solution. So like up from the production floor is your is your best place to learn all this stuff because it's where you live, it's where you do it, it's where everything happens. This is your best bet for all of all, all of these kind of things to work. Then you got to keep this stuff up because there's always changes, there's always things going on, always uh, always new information coming in. Uh, and also the customers change their mind on things. Like uh, for a long time, the I was in defense and doing military stuff and doing ammunition specifically. Uh, high volume, uh, medium volume stuff, uh, even some low volume uh, boutique type stuff for different groups for depending on the product that was being worked on. Uh, we did some R&D. Uh, on one particular product that was for very uh, special types of forces, let's just say. Just for the one way to put it. Uh, and yeah, and it got, it's, it's now used across police and other things because of what it was designed to do. So a non-lethal weapon, uh, or less than lethal actually, it still kill you if it hits you the wrong way. Um, but what you can do with it, the, it changes the game in a lot of ways for, for certain things and makes it easier for law enforcement to do their job in some respects, makes uh, military able to capture stuff to get get uh, more information, that kind of thing. So why that matters in the keep it up and continuation kind of thing is that, well, uh, like that particular customer for a long time was trying to get all of their suppliers to go down the statistical process control route so they can spend a little less time inspecting and a little more time making the product and, and hopefully save a little money. The, the problem is <laughs> the nature of the product and the nature of the individuals uh, running that particular portion of the customer they wouldn't let go of certain kind of inspection methodologies anyway because of uh, the end user could be put at more risk and more jeopardy. So wound up doing SPC in addition to, and that was just a nightmare. Uh, and then trying to get the cost to come down just wasn't going to happen. Uh, and then and then the uniqueness of how military stuff runs versus commercial, that gets... I'm not going to get into that here, but I'll say this much. It makes for an additional complication that those doing government uh, manufacturing, they have a special understanding for <laughs> and then understanding where it's like, yeah, we're, 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 we're having a lot of fun here with all of that. But that's, that's 
that's where all of that's coming up. So yeah, you got to keep up with your continuing education, and that's it can be done with uh, schools, can be done within your organization, or it could be um, consultants coming in. Now, I have a, I have no problem with consultants. I currently am one right now. Uh, just how it works. I mean. But when I'm working full-time for a company in the role doing the Lean Six Sigma gig and they hire an outside consultant to teach Lean Six Sigma, I sit there and go, oh, this is not good. I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, they start, they start singing the Lean Six Sigma song. You know what's going on. Um, and they're bringing in consultants. They're bringing in all of that stuff. It's not good because next thing you know there's talk of sales there's talk of other things because they're trying to save money in places using the Lean Six Sigma methodology it does save money it does do that but if you're bringing it in just to save money because you're saving money or trying to prevent something else from happening, it's already too late. You need to be doing a better assessment of your business. Um, I've seen too many times where they, they bring in the consultants, it's Lean Six Sigma, they're doing the, you know, all that stuff. It's really communication, people. It's internal communication every time how do you talk to each other how do you talk to your suppliers how do you talk to your customer how does your customer talk to you be surprised how quickly you can turn things around by having a conversation within your organization uh, between those elements that need to really need to be sitting down talking to each other as a team instead of being all siloed up it is so easy to silo up so when you're starting the Lean Six Sigma journey quality program management it's all the same the, the main thing is it's about communication being able to talk to each other being able to make that team come together in such a way that you, you cannot but fire on all cylinders. Make sure it works the way you need it to work. I've seen it entirely too many times. There'll be there'll be this there'll be this um, assumption that oh this supplier they can't do the job. They keep doing this. We keep getting these defects, we keep getting these problems, we keep getting these delays, we keep getting this, we keep getting that, because the supplier can't do it right. When the supplier is looking back at you going, you didn't tell us this. <laughs> you didn't tell us that. You didn't tell us about this. This wasn't in the paperwork you sent down that we signed off on on the contract. I mean, it's usually that simple. Uh, that, that somehow somebody didn't say something or somebody didn't follow up on something for whatever reason. And so, oh, let's put in a, let's put in a software system to fix it. No, 
Oh, put in the software system. It's just gonna fail that much faster next time. Because you're gonna, it's not, you didn't fix it in the first place. So, how to keep this stuff going is you have to keep talking to each other internally. By sitting there and siloing up and not acknowledging that there's another way to do it, there's a better way to do it, or maybe somebody has a, a, another idea, just because they're not a manager doesn't mean they don't know what they're doing. Oh, they're a brand new person, never been here before, and they come up with these ideas from a company they used to work for. We hired them for a reason. <laughs> we hired them for a reason, guys. Listen to them. There might be something there. I mean, yeah, we're they were for our competitor, or they were for a completely different industry, but it might work here. Let's give it a shot. I mean, what are we going to lose? Money? Wait, we're already losing that. Uh, yeah, you're not doing much better. So that's when um, that that's when you 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 gotta talk, you gotta listen. Now, if you see there's something that's not gonna work with what that person's talking about or saying, then you turn around and say, "Yeah, okay, that's not gonna work." So this is what we're gonna have to do. And then you go ahead and turn around and you work it that way and you tell them why it's not going to work you don't attack the person oh that's stupid or we don't do that here or oh the one the one that sets me off oh, oh that that's not the way we've always done it. it we've been doing this for 30 years uh yeah you've been doing it for 30 years but you hired me because we're losing money somewhere and you're paying me a bunch of money to try to save money somewhere else. And you're going to sit there and ignore me? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I gotcha. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, I'm walking out the door because we're not saving money. Why? Because every time I recommend something to save money, we can't do it because... Yeah. Okay. I see how that works. So keeping it up means listening and implementing paying attention when you're doing it and then making sure it stays that way it's when I was doing troubleshoot and repair um, I would I'd have to make sure I wrote down what I did how I did it why I did it and I create these uh, uh, lessons learned items that way as soon as you see this reading or you see these indicators or you go look Go look for these indicators first off. Then you can prevent, oh, I don't know, your board from catching on fire. <laughs> I, I was I was working on these boards. Uh, and they, they, they had this tendency to literally sling out a flame about six inches deep. Because I'd have them on extender cards uh, to run check to 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 run the test on them. And I learned rather quickly that I need to do a particular test. Nobody taught this to me. I figured it out and wrote it up. And we came to standard procedure that when you're working on these things, the first thing you do is you check these particular circuits and make sure that they are okay. Because if they're not, you're going to have a flame shoot out of them about four to six inches, and you're going to take out the other boards if you're not if you're not careful. 
and you end up wrecking some, wrecking the the test equipment. So you know, so I create the procedure and make sure it stayed in place. And the next person to do it was was taught how to do it that way. And this is the way it was. Worked out really good. At the same time, I was working on my um, MBA. I get it, and I'm like, I'm not going anywhere in this company. But they're bringing on Lean Six Sigma. Ooh, I get certified in that. Ooh, ooh, yeah, oh yeah. Well, well, that's that's going on. Get my black belt on that was really good, and um, I go from doing troubleshoot and repair to being a project manager right behind that. Project manager very long because it was more about sales and project managing, which was not good for me because I didn't have experience in sales, which was not a good thing. So I had to make sure I was focused in more on my quality and whatnot for manufacturing. I kind of stayed with it, so which is which is a good thing. But yeah, it's you got to you got to get get the education you've got to get the experience and most of us you got to get the certification i've got i had the, i had my bachelor's degree i had my master's in business administration i couldn't get anything i couldn't make anything happen i'm applying for jobs i'm interviewing i'm shaking my network tree like crazy nothing was happening i get my lean six sigma black belt oh boy oh boy, that's when I got the project management job. So I start getting these other jobs because I've got that certification. It's a huge difference, huge featherweight cap. Now, if I could afford the lead auditor certification, I'd, I'd, uh, that's going to be my next, that's my next goal. We'll get an ISO 9000 lead auditor certified. That's going to be a big, big deal. Uh, I'm still working on the certified quality engineer because of the money's already paid. It's already in place. Uh, I'm just, I've got the book, I'm studying it, and I'm going to go ahead and pick up a couple of practice tests and, and, and hammer them out, get them ready, so that way when I take the test, it's I'm, I'm good to go. So, now, go ahead and, and um, send an email to lean6leadership.com, lean, the number six, leadership.com. Uh, for any other subjects you might want to cover. Uh, and be sure to keep an eye out for YouTube. There's some videos coming up pretty soon. And then comment there what you want to see there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try not to show my face. I don't want to break my camera. I don't have the greatest of equipment right now. I'm still getting started. So it's going to be build up, build up, build up time. The podcasts going forward are going to be generally no more than 45 minutes no less than 20 I'm not going for I'm going to try to keep the average at 30 minutes uh, no more no less when possible uh, and keep it at that level I'll incorporate a music intro and outro in the near future I'm reconstituting a whole bunch of stuff redoing everything uh, changing software, all kinds of stuff. So it's uh, it's an improvement. It's a work in progress. A whole lean six sigma thing, trying to make it perfect, but it's not going to happen overnight. Um, but like these first five episodes, I'm recording them all pretty much at the same time. I'm going to try to 
do it like that where I do five episodes and then release them but over uh, a period of time and keep them consistent so that way like every every other day you'll get a nice half ep half hour episode but I'm going to have them all in the can ready to go all at once try to get five to ten at a time I've got my workflow I'll even do an episode on, on my workflows as I develop them and how to do a design uh, on, on the workflows so the key thing on there is just get started get started make it happen sit down but when you do make a plan you gotta make a plan when you get started uh, because if you just sit down and get started without a plan you're gonna end up with problems you're gonna end up with you know trying to talk into a microphone with nothing to say uh, you're gonna you're gonna release it and nobody's gonna listen to it nobody's gonna hear it you're not gonna be able to target your, you need to target your audience make sure they hear that see that it's out there see that it's there make sure you have good graphics make sure you have good good stuff going on just like with uh, the video stuff I'm gonna do I'm, I'm making a plan for that um, doing some research at the same time uh, but I've got to balance everything out because I'm looking for either uh, consulting time gigs or I'm looking for a full-time deal um, kind of hoping for the full-time deal I want a little bit more stability and then I'll just crank out my stuff on the weekends and try to build that up uh, on my spare time also working on writing some books so making that happen as well so don't be surprised to see that come up and at some point I'll try to find other ways of monetizing uh, to keep things going, to keep things afloat, gotta keep, uh, gotta keep the chatter in, keep this moving. Gotta need, I need electricity, I need food, I need uh, pay the bills, make things happen. So, but if I can go full time someplace, I'm not opposed to that. So, if you know somebody that's looking for a quality manager, quality engineer, program project manager, uh, let me, you know, let them know that uh, Martin Hickey of LeanSixLeadership.com is out there looking for a full time gig. Uh, if not, I can do consulting. And just we can work that out. And, I'll send, um, send me the, the specifics. I'll send a quote. We're good to go. See you later.